it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah! Little combo plate action. Oh, come on. Yeah. Not that I've been looking forward to it. Not that when Emily told me yesterday, I wasn't skipping up and down sure. the halls. It's a, a little combo plate. She sleep. broke down kind of what the day looks like for us. I'm like, that's it? Yeah. That's it's, all we have? What the do you mean? The dump's coming up next. Yeah. The d- <laughs> <laughs> I got that coming got picks. in just a little bit. We got the pick. We didn't do picks this week. <laughs> what do you mean I won this week? <laughs> yes, you probably would have. I got yeah, the list. But we didn't I got do the list. Are you still alive in your survivor pool? Um. Still okay. So yes, but I have a game. I'm I'm the Monday night football game. Oh, you're tonight. Ooh. I'm tonight. You've got Vikings. I got Vikings. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. You know what's funny? I thought I took. I picked it very early. So I think Tuesday last week is when I picked it, and just forgot what I picked. I thought I had. <laughs> That's the most sleep with thing. Ever. I thought I had <laughs> Titans and Panthers. I thought I had that game. So I was kind of keeping an eye over there. I'm like, what's going on? Then I went on. I wanted to see everybody else's picks, thinking maybe Uh, Philly's going to lose. Who cares about the Titans and Panthers? (laughs) And I'm like, no, I don't got it. So I'm still alive, technically, until tonight. All right. Well, no, they they should win. Keep going. Is it in Minnesota or Chicago? Minnesota. Okay. You're in pretty good shape. And I've gone. I think I've picked against Chicago like six weeks so far this year. So i got to keep that going. Chicago took me out last year when they beat, I think they beat the Commanders, or they beat somebody that they weren't supposed to beat. But anyway, that's how it goes. How was everybody's? Thanksgiving. Everybody have a good trip. Em, you made it there and back in yep. one piece? Yeah, there and back one piece. I had some interesting flight stories both sides. So oh, okay. It's impossible fun. not to have interesting flight stories <laughs> around Thanksgiving, so right? You, yeah. we, we know about the older woman that you had on your well, way Alan out. Alan doesn't know, but oh, there's okay. a woman on my flight there to Virginia okay. who uh, is an older woman and she sat next to me and she had a charcuterie board with her as her only carry-on. Yeah. Well, she had her laptop, her uh, iPad. No charcuterie on it, just the board. Yeah, just a big, large <laughs> Cutting like board? you didn't have pieces of salami and I literally and thought in my head where you were taking <laughs> like some crackers, and, uh, little cheese, grapes, yeah, a couple raisins, not sounds raisins, great. cranberries. She, she sounds like share. a good charcuterie but board. It, to put it was together over yeah. there. just the cutting board that she decided that she had to bring yeah, from to LA to uh, Washington. An emotional support cutting board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But on my way back, I was on a huge flight. I was on like one of those like ten across flights. So it's we were all packed in there and uh, going to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> It was also a straight shot, so it was straight from Washington to LAX. And so, uh, you know, I was watching all my movies, and I just, you know, I was glancing around the plane. The guy next to me literally could not have been watching the more opposite things than I was. (laughs) Like, I just could tell that me and him would have had a heated discussion that I was we both would have hated each other. You probably just let it go and didn't give it a second thought, right? It no, didn't yeah, probably totally bother you the entire time. turned off his TV. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she leaned over and said, I'm sorry. I'd be like, excuse I can't you, do, this. do you your, know what, what you're watching is bad? <laughs> your reaction was, ah, live and let live, Yeah, right? Exactly. No, it was not that. that is, I that did is, not say anything to him, though. That is a little awkward when like, yeah. somebody's watching. I'm like, what is this? Uh uh, Cinemax after dark. Well, like, okay, so it wasn't relax that necessarily. Here. We yeah. were. We, I was flying back from when I was commuting back and forth Kids from Houston to LA, and I was. Uh, it was the girl with the dragon tattoo movie. Yeah. Okay, but it it was the the Swedish version of it, okay. right? And I had read the book, and I knew. But I'm thinking, okay, whatever. So all of a sudden, that scene pops up, 
and I couldn't close my laptop fast enough. <laughs> like you, you can't that have that right. in a public area. You need like, oh, okay, I, I will start reading my book again because this is not. Or just fast forward, fast forward. Fast forward. <laughs> yeah. But even then, it's so you, you were watching kinda... on your laptop, not on any of the. No, their on screens. my laptop, and I tried to angle it, but you can't angle it no, enough yeah. to still watch it and and prevent everybody from. Seeing well, that, that's the thing yeah. I was going to say because when they're somebody's watching one of those movies and it's on the screen on the back of yep there's six people that can see that screen yeah right you got like yeah. two to your right two to your left you got at least yours was a personal laptop there <laughs> so when i was walking on the plane you know i i was one of the last groups walking here <laughs> yeah i'm walking here that's me and, T- and tommy devito but i was uh one of the last groups aboard the plane and so i only have my backpack with me because i checked my other bag and so uh i was gonna put the backpack up on the top because it's usually smaller and there's usually space and so i look in the one and the one above me someone had turned their suitcase instead of like the normal way you put it, roll, yeah. uh, wheels first he decided to take up the entirety of it by putting it on his side. So fine, I didn't move his. I put mine over another place. Oh, I'm place. moving his. So, yeah, I'm, I'm adjusting. I'm doing <laughs> right. the quick adjust, move it back. Yep. For sure. So, But I had no idea who that was because they had boarded before me. So this guy, though, next to me, he decides to put on a comedy special of someone I detest. And so I saw, okay, checkbox, one thing that I don't care for. Then he was watching this Netflix series on how to become a mob boss, and I was like, that's an interesting choice again to watch on a plane. Not against that one. Uh, that I am against that, that one. sounds a little and, interesting. And then the last thing, he was scrolling watches and then also Instagram <laughs> models on his uh, on his phone. I, I which don't again, know anything about this guy, but I know exactly <laughs> the type of guy you're talking and about. And let's just say they were probably the Cinemax version of those Instagram models. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? And here? I was like, this is a flight. And I can, I can see it clearly on your phone and then okay then we get up to leave one he takes he immediately takes the entire aisle when it's time to stand which of course he did and then he was the one who put can i have one quick question about the immediate aisle stander because you it sounds like you're at the back of the plane i was in the middle of the middle of the plane okay but even if you're in the middle especially a plane that big it's going to take 10 or 12 minutes for people to start getting off the plane opening the doors for a couple of might take 20 yeah but but, by the time you're actually able to move out was the watch comedian Instagram model mob boss wannabe guy? Was he tall? No. Okay. Which then, also adds to then all he, of this then he, then story he, then about then him. Needs- <laughs> <laughs> that does add a little depth. Kind of because why he probably watches he, those things. Here's the thing. I I fancy myself somebody that's pretty good with airplane etiquette. I don't take up the aisle. I don't. I I I mind my own business. I don't play something. I do all the things that I think I would like people to do. Yes. My, I I don't mind. The second that plane lands, though, I need to stand up because I've been pinned in this little seat for but such there's a, a difference. long time. There's a difference. I need to stand up and just stretch my legs I was going to say, bit. you're not standing thinking that you're shooting past everybody no, no, no. else. You're not stand standing up. to get your luggage out and then sit there and <laughs> no. wait and asking people to move so you can put your luggage down. <laughs> no. You're standing to literally stretch your legs. I just need to not be yeah. in a seated position anymore, especially a flight yeah. from D.C. That's a five-plus hour flight. Yeah, it was five hours. Yeah, yeah so okay. I need to stand up and stretch my legs, but if <laughs> Danny DeVito here doesn't yeah. need yeah. to stand up. But my And also the movies thing. that I watched on my flight were Barbie and then It's Complicated, the Nancy Myers about Sam. Anna Barbara, and then Booksmart. So again, me and him have very me, different styles of movies. Let me ask you That's this, Al. Funny. Who do you think disliked the other more? Him, her, or her, him? I, I really can't tell. <laughs> I hate my choices, am especially I, Barbie. Am I right or wrong? He had no idea what you were watching? 
I have no idea. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I was maybe he's telling the it. same story right now this on his own podcast. Because of course Barbie he has a podcast. And then a Nancy Myers movie. I couldn't believe it. Women, am I right? Uh, we, we, uh, <laughs> we've gone eight minutes, and I hate that you have yet to tell us how successful or unsuccessful your Thanksgiving dinner was, Thanksgiving lunch, whatever time you guys did it. You had a lot of work on your hands. I did. It was on you Instagram. A, I saw the photo. It looked nice. You had a lot to prepare for. Can you get us kind of behind the scenes a little bit here? Y- yes, and I, I, you, you know that I'm happy to talk about my food prep as long as you want me to do it. It was a success, and okay. I and I don't say that m- immodestly. Mm-hmm. It was a success. We fed twenty people on time. All the food was good. All the food was hot. All the food hit the table at the same time. The table that Susan set was beautiful. My uh, my mom and dad, my brother and his wife, and my niece were there. My aunt Kristen and her extended family were there. Uh, it was great. It was really, really good, and the food turned out really well. My mom- Were you surprised? And, like, what, no, what because, is- because like, like, I don't think you were here. I think it was with the day Andy was here. Like, I was trying to describe this to Andy, how this was going to work, and he's like, oh, is it like a LeBron and AD situation? I said, no, it's like a LeBron and a Rui situation. My mom is LeBron here, my, and my mom performed at a LeBron level. She did- yep. Most of the hard things, and I was just there to do what needs. We're to hoping get done. it was like one of those games, a playoff game from Rui, I, that we did. can sit back and I, say, "Hey, he delivered." I gave a Rui playoff level performance. I like my the bar comps. was set up beautifully. My coolers were all three. Of oh, them, that's going to th- happen. Three yeah, coolers, coolers set up, Lee. All yep. of them packed perfectly. Um, I got to make sure everybody had what they wanted. I did the dishes that I did make came out really, really well. They, we we managed our oven times really well, honestly. Yeah. And and I give my mom eighty five percent of the credit. It came off about as well as I could have hoped. Everybody okay. nice. g- came on time, left on time. Nobody stayed at the house. It was it was glorious. I got to drink the perfect amount. I woke up the next day, still felt really good. Started with Emily. Turkey trot at seven o'clock in the morning. I know which you I sent me the picture. I, I couldn't send it. enough pictures of the turkey trot. I said too. happy Thanksgiving to everybody but turkey trot family. So my happy Thanksgiving is not for you. It was we had a great time. Got a nice four or five mile walk in that morning, Very watching nice. everybody run. Kelly nice. and uh, Michael ran the race. We came home, started drinking mimosas, got all the food done, had a little beer, had a little old fashioned, turned into wine by the end of the by night. The way, it was just get, wonderful to get a turkey trot in. Even though you had that much responsibility going on as the day That's went on. That's where Wednesday comes in. Wednesday is the when, there's a lot more work going on on Wednesday. Thursday's just actually cooking it all. We're mm-hmm. basically heating a lot of it up. The only thing you have to really cook is the turkey and the mashed potatoes. So this Everything is Braun and Rui practicing on Wednesday. That the game is just going to be the game. Yes, but practice is very. You get your work done in practice. You Got show it. you know iron sharpens iron, Slee. <laughs> practice. <laughs> it was great. It was okay, about you. I, I always I always ask the question because. How hot was the food? It's I, I figure that's got to be the most difficult thing to do. It is. We didn't have a big Thanksgiving this year, but in in every other Thanksgiving, um, we're with like 40, 50 family members, and they're starting to put food out, and we're not going to eat for twenty minutes. So like by the time that goes, I'm like, all right, I got to go get my. I like my food hot, right? Sure. And I get, it, I understand. It. 
is that that's got to be like the it's, most difficult it's arguably thing the to hardest time. part of it it's so we had the ham heating up on the grill outside turn that into a little oven so okay. we got that going outside the potatoes and the sweet potatoes and the stuffing were all in the low we have a double oven so the lower oven there the top oven was whatever needed to get done the turkey comes out about a half hour before you're going to eat because it can sit there and it's going to stay hot it's 20 pounds of turkey it's not going to go cold instantly and then you make the gravy hot enough to melt steel, and that heats up everything else on the plate, right? The, the gravy is so hot you can barely touch the bowl that holds it, and everything else is kind of good from there. And everybody's had a couple of drinks. It was good. It was good. It was, that, it was that's, a successful That's a good day. point. I love the the gravy. The gravy is basically like that's going to drive everything, keep everything else hot. Yeah, I have gravy. You didn't have gravy? I didn't have gravy, so I get to my mom's. Like, oh. Is that a surprise or no? No, hold on. So uh, I'm like, all right, so we're putting the, the, the food on the table, mashed potatoes are there. I'm like, hey, where's the gravy? My mom's like, oh, we didn't, I didn't make gravy. The mashed potatoes are nice. You don't need gravy. I was like, no, but I want gravy. Yeah, but you don't need it. And I said, okay. <laughs> and then Brenda's like, hey, so who's working tomorrow? Because I have, I, I'm hungry and I want, I'm going to work tomorrow. So we wanted to leave early because he had work. And I said, hey, Brenda, maybe you can call out and tell him you got sick from the gravy. Wait, we didn't have any gravy. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom was like, can you just stop with this gravy stuff? I didn't make any gravy. We didn't buy any gravy. We didn't have any gravy. Okay, we were I, missing the gravy. I've met your mother. She's a beautiful, sweet woman. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean to besmirch her name in any way. What the hell? That's what I said. <laughs> so once a year you have gravy. Okay, That's but it is in your... If gravy's not at the Sliwa household, that's not a surprise. Like, that's not that big of a deal. It's more a surprise if the gravy is there. Is the gravy there every year? It's been there every year. Okay, that's year. different. Yeah. yeah, She was making a stance. She was like, I'm <laughs> yeah, done right. with gravy. If you yeah. want gravy, you bring your gravy. So next year, Jorge, that, you bring the gravy. That, that fine. Like, that's okay. But you got to give me a gravy heads up. You can't, you can't just, <laughs> I can't walk into a gravy-free environment without a warning. That's I need. What I'm like, she needs to say, Jorge. Listen, uh, there will not be gravy this year. If you want it, swing by the grocery store and get a can or jar of least, that gravy base, yeah. and we'll knock it out. We had kind of it's kind of surprising here, but our Thanksgiving table was probably the most Thanksgiving it's ever been. Okay, like there were actually items that were. Very Thanksgiving. So you did not have to go to Whole Foods on Friday to scratch your Thanksgiving itch. <laughs> they still serving because if they are, I'm not telling you it was perfect. I'm just telling, but it was it was very because it's my brother. My brother in law cooks well. He enjoys cooking, so he made the mashed potatoes, the gravy. He made a green bean casserole. Nice. It's like green beans, Walter. What green beans, Walter? Yeah. My apologies, of course, there, of course. I think somebody on Twitter was telling us that he's like sending us photos of. <laughs> I love it. You've literally changed the name. But I'm like, where am I? Like, I don't even know what's going on. Where are all the Middle Eastern dishes? Now, granted, there's a turkey, and then there's a yellow and a white rice, and there's also kadi, which I think I've told you before. Sounds great. Curry with beef and potatoes. Yeah, wonderful. Mix all these things together, get it all yeah. in there. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Everybody wins except for Jorge, who was, know, was, like, who had his gravy a bit. I, I, so my mom says, take, take some of the juice from the tur- from the, the pan. pan and put on your mashed potatoes if you want. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's not a bad idea. Which, and it's not a, it's not a bad idea, but... I think you're going to have to move forward. You're going to have to be responsible just for the gravy. Just bring the gravy. I I think you guys are going to assume I'm kidding when I tell you this, and I'm not. This is going to bother me for a long time. (laughs) That that, that you had a gravyless Thanksgiving is going to be – it's not going to be at the front of my mind, but it's going to be in the back of my mind for weeks. Literally weeks as you I believe you. We all believe you. (laughs) All of us do. Uh, The Rams have hope. I don't know if it's if it's real hope Hell's or going it's on here. Arizona Cardinals induced hope, but it's hope nonetheless. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, on a gravyless Thanksgiving for Jorge. <laughs> I was at I was at Sierra Subaru Monrovia, um, Thanksgiving week. 
And I think I've talked to everybody about how many different events, how many different promotions they run for the community out there. Um, I brought, they have a current toy drive going on right now. So I was able to go down to Target, buy a bunch of different toys. They're going to go to a great cause. Don't miss the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event happening now through January 2nd. After this 16th year of sharing the love, Subaru have donated over $285 million to charity. Visit my good friends over at Sierra Subaru of Monrovia as they are proudly supporting Foothill Unity Center and the Pab Love Foundation during the Subaru Share the Love event. Um, like I mentioned, there are, yes, they, they sell beautiful cars. They got wonderful cars. The Subaru brand is amazing. They do so much to help the, the, the community, not just in Monrovia, but all through L.A., I want to throw you guys the website here. There's ways to get involved. Go to CRSubaru.com for more information or visit them just off the 210 and 605 freeway. What a great time to give. CRSubaru.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Chris is not wrong. I am feeling pretty good about my Rams. I was particularly optimistic yesterday. Wait, I was... can we play the sound of you being particularly optimistic? Oh, please. Do, do I think you have that it? you might like this. Yeah, okay. I'm going to play it for you right yeah, now. Yeah, all right. But if the Rams have a weekend next weekend, yep. like we hope they do against the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers are on the road in Kansas City. The Seattle Seahawks are on the road in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. If the Rams can take care of their business next weekend at SoFi Stadium against the Cleveland Browns, who yeah. lost today, or maybe they're in the process of no, losing, they lost. not sure they lost. It's, it's over. over. Yep, it's over. DTR, hurt. Amari Cooper, hurt. The Rams could be in the seventh and final playoff position mm. by this time next week. Yeah. That's exactly right there's one part i got in there wrong the game is actually in lambeau field it's not at in kansas city it's in green bay but that's still, okay yeah, it, th fine. that doesn't change yeah, they're fine. seattle loses to the cowboys which is likely green bay loses to kansas city which is likely and if the rams can find a way to beat the cleveland browns by the way i mentioned it dtr got blowed up right he got yep. absolutely yep. annihilated pj walker comes in amari cooper left the game with an injury miles garrett was had a sling on his arm after the game so he's injured as well their very best player at, at, at best is at least nicked up and potentially worse than that it's not that they have a path to the playoffs they could be inside the playoff line oh, as soon as sunday afternoon okay I'm, I'm i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get too excited about the rams and i i'm not trying to pour cold water because i'm I am surprised. You should have a big bucket of cold water well, next to you because it's a fair bucket no, no, to but, have. But right here's now. the thing: five, they're five and six, and I think there are a lot of times you can you can sit back and 
I can make excuses of why the Rams are five and six. I can tell you that Arizona is not a good team at all. I can tell you that um, Geno Smith doesn't get injured at SoFi, that they're not winning that game. But that's what happened. And and there's nothing you could do to take away from the Rams of being in a five and six spot where now all of a sudden you don't have to have three or four teams go on some colossal failure. You and I were talking about Seahawks, their schedule. We were talking about just how difficult the lost schedule. Lost to the Rams. Yep. They lost to the 49ers on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. night. They go to Dallas, then they play Philly, Philly and, and then, then they play Frisco. San Francisco again. Okay. So they, they, they are looking a five-game losing streak right in the face. If you want to expand at, at, at all on, on what's going on with Cleveland and their injuries, sometimes things work against you, mm-hmm. sometimes things work for you. And I don't think there's been too many times this year we've looked at the Rams and said, wow, I like the position that they're in. Wow, I like what that's kind of going their way. There's another thing over there going their way. So even though I'm not I'm not sitting here and completely confident that I think the Browns game this upcoming weekend will pretty much determine whether you got a, a real shot or not. I mean, technically, if those other teams are losing, then you're still in the mix. But I think you just also have to give credit of they're in the mix. Yep. And that's all you can ask for. They're in the mix and five and six. Uh, but you know, don't forget, back in September, September was the date exactly September 18th. Travis mm-hmm. made this call. The yep. Rams? You ready? The Rams are going to make the playoffs. Wow. And September. everybody laughs Feeling good at about Travis's it again. face. <laughs> Feeling good about it again. Okay. Here. Might, yeah, they might. They might. They they may get they may sneak can in. Can I can I also pour some cold water a bit too? Oh, you, so, you tried oh yesterday and it didn't uh, work. But go ahead. So go ahead. last time the the Rams played the Cardinals, they also beat up on them. Like as we mentioned already, but like then they follow the game with okay, we need to win this game against the Steelers, and they don't. Okay, every time every game against the AFC North this season, we have said. This is a game you can steal. They're not that good. Joe Burrow's injured. The Steelers aren't that good. The Browns are injured. And what do they do? They lose in yep. a heartbreaking fashion because they can't do the thing that they, they did the week previous. I That is a good bucket of cold water, and it was well-delivered. But here, I, I'm less worried about the Browns than I was because, look, here's the line as of right now. The line's four and a half. The Rams are four and a half point, which blew me away when I saw it this and morning. And home team gets three points. Well... Yeah, if it's a typical home field advantage, which this will not be. This will be mostly Cleveland fans. I expect it to be all orange. Four and a half favorites? Rams are four and a half point favorites. (laughs) She's going. So it's surprising there. I'm not nearly as worried about whether or not they can take care of business against the Browns. We'll talk about that in a second. The bigger bucket of cold water that I'm worried about is maybe Arizona's just that bad. That, that that's the part because Kyron Williams looked amazing yesterday. You know the last time he looked amazing? Against Arizona. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt and he didn't play again until yesterday. So he's had two games to make a holy smoke. That guy is an unbelievable running back. Over 100 yards, uh, over 150 yards on the ground. He scored two touchdowns. Had 70-some-odd yards through the air. He was, he was terrific. 38 fantasy points. 38 fantasy points. But Arizona's Arizona's two and ten. Yeah, Arizona no, you can't gauge. stinks. No. So it's really hard to say that the the Rams did look good. Matthew Stafford had his best game of the year. Tyler Higby got in the end zone. All of these things. Yeah. But Arizona's so blank and bad, it's hard to figure out which is which. Well, I I think I think that's the part where it's lacking for the Rams, and I think that's the part where you kind of you ha- you should have your hesitation on them because if they lost to the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. 
you're you're not walking in here on Monday saying, "Oh my God, can you believe they lost?" No, nobody's going to be saying that. I think that they've had some things. Put Arizona. Arizona is a bad team, but the fact I'm going to keep going back to this because when they were three and six, and you had a game against the Seahawks, you're basically saying, "Like, look, the season's over. You're three and six. This thing is done." Um, there were moments in that game against the Seahawks where, while the game was actually playing out, you're like, "Yeah, they're going to get their asses kicked. They're not. They're not winning this game." Still don't know how they won the game. Actually, I do. I know Geno Smith got injured, and the backup <laughs> is as good as Locke. me and you. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's how they won that game. But I think anytime you stay in the mix, momentum can start going your way. A tip ball can go your way. Um, an injury for an opposing team can go your way. I think we're talking less about the Rams uh, with a chance to make the playoffs because the Rams are amazing. Yeah. No, you're talking more about the teams in front of them, scenarios, injuries, that it's playing out more because of that than anything else. So you said that you wouldn't be surprised if they lost to Cleveland. Neither would I. But he, their season turns on that game on Sunday. If you beat, because here's what has to happen for them to get to nine wins. Okay, you have to beat New Orleans and Washington in SoFi. New Orleans is a Thursday night game, and you have to win on the road in New York in Week 17 against the Giants. You have to win those. There's three more wins that get you to eight. You need to find a ninth win. you got three games left. Cleveland this weekend. At Baltimore the week after that. You're not beating that team. Yep. You're sure the as you know always what, beat up the NFC. Not beating them you know, no, they're great two team. weeks from now. That's team. not happening. Yep. And then San Francisco, the last game of the season up in San Francisco. And there's a chance San Francisco could still have things to play for. And even if they don't, I don't think that they're looking to give the Rams a break. I think they'll play their guys. I think that they're going to go out there and do what they do. So you have to beat the bad teams, New Orleans, Washington, and the Giants. You have to. You can't afford to lose any of those games, mm -hmm. but you also have to win this Sunday because you're not beating Baltimore and you're not beating San Francisco. And I know that's not how the players look at it. I know that's not how the coaching staff looks at it, but your season turns on Sunday. If you beat the Browns, you are not only in it, you're very, very much in it, and if you lose – you're dead in the water. Minnesota six and five. Seattle six and five. Atlanta's five and six. Green Bay's five and six. Rams are five and six. The Saints are five and six. That's six through ten. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like there's also actually there's more than that. Vikings have Detroit twice left still. Yeah, but but I think the the point is is that there's also spots. There are. It's not that you know Seattle's going the wrong way. It's that not spot's a gonna open and up. Their, their problem is to not only going the wrong way. And their season might be completely flipped just simply because they lost to the Rams in that game specifically, but they also have really tough games remaining. So, the, the way like, what are the three games that you said they have to win? New Orleans, Washington, and the Giants. If you said, "Hey, are the Rams going three and zero in those three games?" I'm going to say no. I'm going to say they're going to lose one I, of I don't those think three that's games. An unfair read. However, they're in the mix. And, and to be 11 weeks in or 12 weeks in, them being in the mix is a much bigger surprise than I think really most of the teams out in the NFL. Here's the good news. The Rams are 4-1 and one in their own division. They're, they're taking care of business. Against the teams that they know the best, they're taking care of their business. 4-1. A one. good team in Seattle. Good, Goodish, right? We'll give them goodish. They're 1-5 and five against the rest of the NFL. And they beat Indianapolis. Okay. And they almost and, lost Indianapolis. Yeah, that's and, an OT and, game. And, probably, and, should, Indy's, probably should have lost. Indy's okay. I, mm -hmm. I think Indy's probably just above good, just goodish. I think they're Seattle-like. Yeah. They're, they're goodish. One and five against the rest of the league. And all those games that we're talking about are against the rest of the league. Yeah. Cleveland, uh, New Orleans, Washington, Baltimore, San Francisco, 
If you'd have told me two weeks ago that there was hope, I'd be like, you're crazy. The fact that there's hope, you know, that that's okay. that's the one thing that you can ask for is yep. if you're a fan of your team and you don't have these expectations. games in December. And, and you don't have expectations like to go miracle. win the whole thing. I think that's no yeah. doubt. Also, almost every team they've played is a playoff team. So let's take the Cardinals out and let's take the Bengals out. Bengals for other reasons because right. of injury. Almost every other team that they've that played Bengals is a playoff, a playoff team, team or almost a playoff team. So it's they haven't had an easy schedule. The easiest part of the schedule is coming up after the Browns. You have to beat the Browns. It, it, it literally is as simple. If you lose to the Browns, there's almost no path. Because now you have to beat Baltimore or San Francisco. And that may be San Francisco if you're being super generous, but I just don't see a win in Baltimore or San Francisco. Too much optimism, Travis. Well, look, every once in a while, I like to go to the other side. I, you know, I'm usually more of a... Throwing uh, us all off, to be cynic. honest with you. It's like, hey... It may be over as soon as Sunday. If they win on Sunday, do you know how insufferable I'm going to be the following Monday with playing that the Rams are going to make? If Rams are six and six through twelve, then you could be as insufferable as you need to be. Pretty, pretty remarkable. The Chargers are not six and six. The Chargers lose again. We'll get into that coming up in just a little bit. But coming up next, M's College Football Corner. That's next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Are you in the mood? Are you in the market for that new Chevy Silverado? You are, aren't you? You've been seeing it. You know, you ever do that thing where you drive around town and you've been thinking about buying that car and now you see them all over the place? Look at all the Silverados on the road. Think to yourself, you know what? I got to get my hands on a new Silverado. Go to Rotolo Chevrolet in Fontana. They've got all the Silverados, all the makes, all the models, all the Chevy cars and trucks that you can imagine. But what they have at Rotolo Chevrolet is customer service like no one else. That's how you win Dealer of the Year 13 years in a row, which is exactly what they've done by being courteous, by being transparent, by being upfront. So you feel good about your purchase. So you tell your friends and they tell theirs and you win Dealer of the Year over and over and over again. And that's what Mike Capozzi does at Rotolo Chevrolet every single day. Every time you come on that lot, they're going to make sure that you have the customer service experience of a lifetime. I've bought a car from Rotolo Chevrolet. I've been through the entire sales process, and you're going to love it. Go see for yourself what all the fun's about at Rotolo Chevrolet, right off the 210 freeway, Sierra Avenue exit, right there in Fontana. And if you can't get in, go online, RotoloChevy.com. That's R-O-T-O-L-O, RotoloChevy.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, y'all. This is the best time of the year. This is rivalry week in the college football before we get to the uh, championship games, which can be less exciting because as a lot of the conferences have East and West and might not be the best match. Go Hawkeyes. Yeah, the Big Ten. <laughs> All right, so we're starting off here. Al- Alabama beats Auburn 27-24. to 24. Okay, if you didn't see it, 
Uh, Alabama was down the majority of the game. They have a ball on the fourth and 31, well, fourth and goal, but they're in the 31-yard line. And just before this, Jalen Milrow had made a huge mistake. He threw the ball past um, the line of scrimmage, and so they had to be backed up even further. So it was a main, a lot of mistakes from Alabama. But I'm After the- Auburn had muffed a punt mm-hmm. to give them the ball on their mm-hmm. own end, and, and Alabama starts going the wrong way, yes. you figure, okay, they've got this whole thing set up, and they start backing up. And they they backed up like 15 yards. Right, and they need a touchdown. Okay, so I'm going to play this call from the Crimson Tide Radio Network from Eli Gold of this play. Fourth and goal from the 31-yard line. Here's the snap. Milrose stands in, lets everybody get downfield, still standing. He throws into the end zone. He caught it. It's caught! It's caught by Isaiah Bond! Caught by Isaiah Bond in the corner of the end zone! Touchdown, Alabama! The Crimson Tide with 32 seconds to go in the ballgame. Throwing a Hail Mary into the corner of the end zone. All right, so Bond. Al- Isaiah Bond. <laughs> I was Everyone was the on the broadcast. Yep. Yeah, the TV broadcast. Alabama had a 0.1 chance to win with 43 seconds left in that game. And so what my takeaway from this is the Breaking Bad meme, which is they can't keep getting away with this. How does Alabama do it? Well, first of all, that wasn't a Hail Mary. It wasn't. It, a Hail Mary is throw it up into a group of 10 people yards. Yards. Yeah. Knocked and hope around. it gets tipped. This was a 30-yard touchdown pass that yep. was a dime to a guy that was yes. open in the quarter in the end zone. Bad yeah. defense. That It was terrible defense. It wasn't even – and uh, can, can I just jump – there wasn't any defense. They didn't rush the quarterback. The quarterback Unreal. got to sit for 25 seconds and take his time. Receivers just got to go back and forth. Milrow was so on tilt. He had not played well most of the day. He had particularly played poorly on this particular drive. And you're just going to let him stand back there and look over the whole field? You can't ask a guy to cover somebody for 10 seconds. Awful. That's not going to happen. It, was, it wasn't it was a Hail Mary. It, the second he let it, you could tell by the way he threw the ball, I the second something. he let it go, yep. he's like, somebody's open because something. it wasn't this you know high-arcing mm-hmm. throw into the middle of the end zone. It was on a line to the corner. It was an extraordinary – and Nick Saban had the great line after. They're like, how in the world? He goes, oh, we practiced that play. Stop. You, you, I, I, I love that Nick Saban is always on brand. I yep. love it about him. And I've come kind of come around on Nick Saban. I kind of like him now. Stop. You don't practice fourth and 31 from the 31. The only way you can practice that is if there's two dudes rushing the quarterback. <laughs> and how do you get one-on-one coverage in the corner of the end zone when you only have two guys rushing the quarterback? Yeah, what's everyone I, else doing? <laughs> well, there are three guys watching, like trying to run back, but yeah. – I want to give Alabama credit, and you should, but what an awful, awful defensive play by Joke. Auburn. Terrible. And and cr- correct me if I'm wrong, I want to say Auburn lost to New Mexico State the week before. That's how bad Auburn is. Yeah, Auburn was not a good team. No. And, Look at and, Bama. That's also just, what rivalry— Bama's been hanging around for like nine weeks now. Yes. Every week you're like, are they really— They're That rivalry game, Ohio State-Michigan's pretty terrific too, but that rivalry game, like when the game is played in Tuscaloosa, Alabama wins by an average margin. I think it's like 27 points. Mm-hmm. In Auburn— close game, always close. The, the average margin of victory is one point. It's insane. They, they, it, it, it's just—it's it, it's an unbelievable back and forth. That's incredible. Only when it's played in it Auburn. It still probably has the best play in college football. With the was kick, the six. kick six? Yep. yep. All right, one more game, and it is the Michigan and Ohio State game. Michigan beats Ohio State 30-24. to And so here's the stat that everyone's talking about after the game. Ryan Day versus Ohio State is 1-3. Ryan Day versus 
everybody else is 55 and four. Okay. Wow. So uh, the one in three is going to get his ass fired. Exactly. Though. So that's my statement is it's enough to get Ryan Day fired eventually. Yeah. Look, not this season, but maybe next season. Not not this season, I don't think. But if you keep losing to Michigan, and he's lost to him three years in a row, you don't get to keep that job. You just don't get to keep it. There are a handful of jobs in the country that no matter what your record is, it doesn't matter if you lose to your rival the way that Michigan and Ohio State look at this. Same thing would be true. If Jim Harbaugh were going 11-0 every year but losing to the Buckeyes, Jim Harbaugh would be on the hot seat. So It's just the reality of that rivalry. I don't think... I don't think – I think he's fine. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I don't think he's going anywhere because they will expand the playoffs. And sure. he'll eventually now be a part of that playoff. But and if you listen not to if he Ohio keeps State losing people, to Michigan, he won't. True. But if you lose to Michigan and it's the regular season and then you get into that playoff, the, the I guess part of the hope is you don't have to play Michigan potentially. There's other schools are going to be there. And it's not like they're getting their asses kicked either. It's a game. I'm telling you, if mm-hmm. they keep losing to Michigan, even if they get into the 12 team, even if they win in the college football, so how playoffs, many more? Two more seasons, they lose two more. If, t- they, put it they to lose, this way: they if, lose the next two years. If they lost to Michigan again next year, and they're one and four in five years, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I, I, I'm not saying it will happen, but sure. it, it, we're at that point now where. And by the way, he also they hasn't won, won a title game. yet, right? He's, no. he's been to the college no. playoff, yeah. but he hasn't won a title yet. He's a good coach. Of course, Th- that's not the the issue. Isn't if he's good at it or not. The issue is can he beat Michigan? And he hasn't. And Michigan did a thing that I would have thought was impossible. They made me root for Ohio State. <laughs> that that Jim Harbaugh has reached that point where like anybody but him literally anybody but him i rooted for ohio state for the first time in my life i just can't do it yeah, a couple couple guys taking a look at the plays i'd say i'm excited to be back but it never went anywhere get out of here also michigan has won 30 straight games the first time in big 10 history and that includes big 10 championship Damn. games that's a lot that's a lot oh, and maybe cheating who knows tcu may or may not have known they had their signs and may or may not have used some decoys and may or may not have run up and down the field on them I don't know. Blake Stallions? What was his name? Connor Stallions. Connor Stallions. I think it's a one N Connor too, like the Irish Connor. <laughs> of course it's good. Yeah. yeah. Connor. You got to, you got to, uh, I don't know. You got to root against Michigan at this point, right? <laughs> no, unless you're a Michigan alum, you can't, you can't I, I, root I for Michigan. You. I agree Because it's, it's like rooting for the Astros. Only we know about it before it's actually happened. Imagine if we knew what the Astros had done and it was only in the ALCS. Oh. You're like, no, no, we can't do this Who anymore. do they have? They got, is it Iowa? Iowa. Iowa in the Big Ten Championship I've game. I've never been a bigger Iowa fan. <laughs> I don't buy jerseys. <sighs> Iowa I'm maybe buying a jersey. I'm, I may buy have, a Steelers jersey. I may have spoken too soon. I may root for Michigan against Iowa. I can't do Iowa. No, it's fun. I can't do Iowa. I'm rooting for punts. Okay, so a guy. Uh, oh, those shirts yes. were amazing. So there's these guys at the Iowa Nebraska game, and then the broadcast kept cutting to them a bunch. These had these sweatshirts that just said punts, and every time they punted the ball, they just cheered. So Travis, isn't it just fun to see just a totally different style of football? No, <laughs> no, you just I, don't get on. it. I, I don't different style. The cr- crowd's going crazy on punts. Like, uh, you just don't get it. Air Force runs a different style of football, right? Yeah. They run the Veer and they do all the crazy stuff or Navy or whoever still does that. That's different. Iowa just sucks. There's a difference between doing they it suck differently. They offense. Right, but that's the fart that's fun. That's the part that's fun to watch, <laughs> not the fart. The part that's fun to watch. You can't win. What did they beat Nebraska? 13 to 10? Something like that? 
12 sure. to 9. Love it. It just, oh, so terrific. good. You don't miss Score a play. More points. You can go use the restroom. You could go get <laughs> drinks. You go do everything. You miss no plays. Ask Slee. Send him on in. Send him to me. Send him to M. Send him to Jorge. You can make the phone call too. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Ask Slee is coming up next. So I had a pretty good week with prize picks, okay. Slee. Right up until Kyler Murray got me on, uh, yesterday. So here's how you play Price Picks. You put the app on your phone. You go to PricePicks.com slash seven ten, and you pick between two and six players. You look at their st- statistical projection. For instance, with uh, Matthew Stafford yesterday, you look at whether or not he was going to throw for more or less than two hundred and forty eight yards. You make okay. your pick. Kyler Murray is going to throw for more or less than two hundred twenty seven and a half yards. Murray let me down a little bit along the way. But I won with Christian McCaffrey. I won with David Montgomery. Every game, there's an opportunity to play Price Picks. You can win up to 25 times your money. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Like Trav mentioned, just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I just made my picks. Anthony Davis, I got more than 23.5 points. Joel Embiid, I got less than 32 points. That's a lot of points for Embiid, but it is Embiid. You can make your picks in about 60 seconds. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash 710 and use that code 710 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com forward slash 710. Use that code 710 for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. No big surprise, Al, that the majority of the Astleys today are Thanksgiving and post-Thanksgiving related. Okay, fair. So let's Very start fair. with Aaron. What did you eat on Friday after Thanksgiving? So we actually, I guess the, I, I do a lot of post-Thanksgiving meals. So I'm still, it's very, it's not too different. But on on Friday, I'm taking the rice that we had which was a yellow rice and a white rice. Um, I'm heating up the turkey. I got the gravy on the side. I told you I got the curry as well, yeah. which is the... So it's almost literally identical Just a run back. to what I had, which I'm a run-back kind of guy. If That's everything great. tasted good, let's do it. Only thing I didn't have was mashed potatoes because the mashed potatoes were gone, but the gravy was still there and the gravy was still being used. I'm sorry, Jorge. The gravy was still... <laughs> the gravy is like... Think about, um, I don't know, a position player in the NFL that he's very, Tight very end. important. Tight end. That's Actually, that's a good one. The gravy was kind of Higby. The gravy was definitely... Well, only yesterday. Only because yesterday. that's the first time he was... Like a kittle. Yeah. Kid, no, no, kid. But, but only yesterday is the right <laughs> yeah. way to put it. Absolutely. And what do you got? 
All right. I do not have one right now. Jorge, do you I, have I'm one? I'm ready. <laughs> I, got, I got one. Okay. Capitano Matt, he says, what what, what date has Lady Slee deemed Christmas Decoration Day? Um, Got to get into December. So a lot of people are doing it, which I don't mind this. Growing up, that's what we did after Thanksgiving. You kind of start setting up all like your- Like that Friday after? The Friday yeah. after. Even we, We'd even do it. Yeah, the Friday after is kind of the day you start taking everything down and everything else. But she usually will do it, we're in December. So December 1st, 2nd, 3rd, somewhere around there is when she'd deem it. When do you guys do it? Susan started the process yesterday. I thought you were going to say Susan started the process 4th of July. No, she, of she, July she's a decorator, as you know. Yeah. And so she started it yesterday. When I was up here working all day, she, when I came home yesterday, the house is starting to get a Christmas vibe to it. And my street, all of a sudden, I pulled onto the street last night. It's obviously dark when I get home. Everything lit up. Not everything, but half the street was. Yeah. That happened in a hurry. A lot of people do it right after yeah. Thanksgiving. I have one from Christopher Holmes. So what's up, Holmes? What's up, Holmes? Uh, what's up, Holmes? He says, I was the youngest of my generation and didn't get, graduate from the kids' table until he was 25. When did you graduate from the kids' table? No, earlier than that. I mean, uh, twenty five. That's that's late. I'm in the game. still at the kids' table in certain in Are certain you? families. Yeah, so, okay, I get it. Well, because there's only certain spots at the table, so yeah. there's it's it's more less than a kids' table. It's more of a generation table. So there's the generation that have kids table this generation that doesn't have kids and even some people that do have young kids at this table and then even a younger table for the kiddos okay that that's actually that's a fair i i, I like that because there's the main main table and typically the main main table it's your dad is there yep your mom is there grandma your uncle is there your grandma's there your aunt is there they're at the main table so there's a lot of times i think up until hey you could say like 20 ish somewhere around there and and you find yourself going with all your other cousins who are around the same age. You're outside. You're this. You're that. You're, you're taking, taking your a walk. food. You're taking your food wherever there wherever wink, there's wink. room. It, it's taking a walk. It depends on how big your family is, right? If you come from a big family, you could be in your 30s and not get to the main table. Like my, I come. We've had Thanksgivings with 50, 60 people, like you're talking about. I'm sitting in the kitchen at a card table. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm yeah. 29 years old. I also That's just call the way it that it goes. The, uh, <laughs> the political table and the fun table. Oh yeah, no. So wait. it's the political table is my parents' and generation. A, Our table is the fun table. <laughs> it was a different day for me. Thankfully, Thanksgiving did not go that way. Uh, Another day may have. I don't have gravy. Yeah, you didn't have gravy. You, I, I, <laughs> That's I'm, politics in itself. Hey, look, look, look at my face. I'm sorry. I know. I, know. Man. I feel bad. I you should bring mom. him some gravy tomorrow. <laughs> I, I, all our I, gravy's I, long way, gone. I was still, there was still some stuff yesterday I was still eating. Gravy? Thanksgiving, gravy, yep. It's oh, no, there's still, still food. Still preparing some Kirk stuff Kirk was from giving yesterday. me a hard time yesterday uh, saying that all of my Thanksgiving leftovers needed to be consumed by yesterday. I still have a decent amount of ham left. Okay. Um, a little bit of stuffing left, and well, you that's start basically being, it. Yeah, today, you got to get rid of it by today. Today? Yeah, it's Thursday? not even a week. It's Monday. But do you want stuffing from five sure. days ago? Heat it up again, pop it back in the <laughs> oven. Yeah, Absolutely. Man, if it, it doesn't over. smell bad, yeah. you need it. <laughs> by the way. No, no. I don't just, know if that's like the- My the, only thing is I just don't want to get sick. It's it. It'll last a week at least. Yeah, I don't know. Refrigerated. Oh, yeah. seven days. Every, oh, yeah, seven yes, seven days refrigerated. Yep. yep. Right. I'm not. I'm not right. doing it. Jason in Downey is up next. Jason, hashtag Ask Slee. What do you got, Jeff? What's up, fool? So this is kind of an ask everybody, but one of the funniest things I think about Thanksgiving is that everyone gets dressed up just to eat in the living room. So my ask Lee, ask everyone for you guys is when you guys get together, do you guys dress up? 
Uh, so I'll go first. I'm definitely not wearing the same attire that I'm wearing for just hanging out at my parents' house. But my Are you wearing like what you're wearing right now? No. Okay. No. I, but my nicer? dress up, yeah, my dress yeah. up would be just, it's it's a nicer shirt, probably tucked in, you know, something like that. Do you have a, little more a presentable. belt and slacks on? <laughs> no slacks. I'm, okay. I'm wearing jeans. Do you have okay. shoes on? I'm wearing jeans. Okay. M, how about definitely you? Definitely wearing shoes. Okay. Yeah, definitely so, wearing shoes. So uh, in my house, I am not wearing shoes, but I'm dressing up everywhere else because it's my house and I didn't have to leave my house to get there. So I'm usually not wearing shoes, but I'll put on nice pants and a sweater, kind of similar-ish to what I wear to work. But my dad, and so it was funny. So he was cooking while well, people arrived. People arrived like an hour early, which is a whole nother Early? Thing. Yes. That's aggressive. What yes. time? What time? What <laughs> yeah. time did you guys tell everybody to come? Four. They came at three. I was no. like, three? Sorry, come back in an hour. That's what I thought. Drive around the block a few my times. My dad let him in. Anyway, my dad <laughs> almost had like a Cinderella moment where he came down the stairs in a little like suit and we were like, okay, he's the only person dressed up. Good for him. Yeah. Jorge, what about you? Uh, it was half and half. My dad was in jeans, t-shirt. He's like, I'm cooking, you know, whatever. And then, you know. I my- feel like somebody cooking, there is a different, yeah. there's different gear for that. Yeah. And then my mom was dressed up, Brenda dressed up, her mom dressed up. Uh, and I was just jeans, t-shirt, you know, just, I was matching with whatever they're wearing, but it was just the t-shirt and jeans and my casual. Yeah. I had on the pants that I wear to work every day, those same title of pants. And I had on a party shirt. I, you Perfect. know, it's a party. we got people coming over. I have on my party shirt and I always have shoes on in the house. So that goes without saying it was, uh, my, my little martini party shirt. I, I, have, I have another question here from, uh, Jorge in LA live. Uh, when you're in like, you're, it's Thanksgiving, right? Whatever. And then who's the first one that cuts the turkey is it you is it your dad is it your in-laws like who's the first one to cut the turkey or start the food so i asked my dad to do it because he's good at it and if if i tried to do it it'd look like i threw it in a wood chipper it would it would just come out like a huge mess there would be no full trees that go through it just would be no chance so he did it we kind of we kind of tag teamed it pretty good we had my the whole rogers clan was and my aunt Kristen was awesome she did a whole bunch of stuff too it was uh it was very successful i started um i've done it before like you nothing great but my brother-in-law was like um he's like the head coach and he's like okay you're gonna start here with this i'm like jay just grab the knife and cut it and he started cutting he cut it perfect did yeah. what he had to do you know removed this removed that I'm like you don't have to tell me you just take the knife and go i think it's being a little pa- my dad is very patient and he will very methodically go through it and make it look pretty and the whole thing. Like like me, I'm just I just want to get the oh, meat it's a fight. off the carcass. No, but it becomes a fight the too. The leg right? off, just pulling, exactly. you know, <laughs> just making it look like an absolute hot mess. Speaking of hot, hot and cold. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Have you been to an NFL game yet so far this season? What are you waiting for, right? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, and every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans. That's why they offer unbelievable rewards, unbeatable rewards, like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN.